Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Drive, presented by Ford Driving Skills for Life and the Ford Motor Company Fund. I'm your host, Mike Speck. On Monday, March 1st, the Florida Department of Transportation kicked off Florida Bicycle Month with an official proclamation signed by Governor Ron DeSantis. Florida Bicycle Month is an opportunity to encourage bicycling and recognize its important role in providing transportation and recreation to millions of Florida residents and visitors annually. To talk to us about bike safety today on the show, we have Trenda McPherson, the Bicycle and Pedestrian Safety Program Manager with the Florida Department of Transportation's Traffic Safety Office, and returning guest, Melissa Wandel, Campaign Ambassador for Alert Today Florida. Trenda and Melissa are up next on The Daily Drive. Hey, Trenda, how are you? Hi, I'm good, Mike. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. It's so nice to see you again. Yeah, welcome back to the show. It's always great having you on. Um, I, Melissa, I know our viewers have seen you multiple times on the show, but can you introduce yourself again just real quick? Absolutely. I'm Melissa Wandel, and I am the campaign ambassador for Alert Today Florida. This is an incredible coalition that aims to prevent serious injury and death to bicyclists and pedestrians. And I'm so grateful to be here today talking about bike safety. We're lucky to have you. Trenda, you've never been on the show before. Uh, we talked uh, in the green room before we started, but can you introduce yourself for our guests? Yes, absolutely. I'm Trenda McPherson. I'm the State Bicycle Pedestrian Safety Program Manager at the Florida Department of Transportation, and I actually manage Florida's focused initiative for pedestrian and bicycle safety. So let's break right into this. Um, my understanding, uh, at least from what I've been told, is that 60% of the population of Florida live within one mile of uh, some type of bike path, which is it's pretty awesome, I think. Uh, how do you all encourage people to go out and utilize those facilities? Trenda, can we start uh, with you? That's such a great question, Mike. So um, you're right. 60% of Florida residents live with either within a mile of a bike trail or a bike facility. And, and you know, in this beautiful state where it's the weather is great, it's sunshiny frequently, um, Bicycles are really a great mode of transportation. So we really work with people to remind them the health benefits of riding a bicycle. We remind them how to do it safely, of course. Um, we provide different trail links so that they can map their ride and understand the area that they're looking to ride in, depending on their skill and ability, because we wanna make sure they're comfortable and confident along their ride. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that we that we go about that, but it's it's really important that everybody understand bicycles are modes of transportation, but they're also recreation and exercise. Uh, so actually, that that's a great uh, way to segue into this next question, which is the state of Florida recognizes a bicycle as as a vehicle, even though I mean, let's face it, you're on a bicycle, you're much more vulnerable than somebody that's in a motorized vehicle. Um, how do you encourage drivers of motorized vehicles to share the road safely with bicyclists? Trenda, can you continue? 
Yes, absolutely. So you're right. Bicycles are legally vehicles in the state of Florida. So they have the same rights and the same responsibilities as drivers of motor vehicles. But what they don't have is seatbelts. They don't have airbags. Um, they don't have anything to help reduce that impact of a crash. And so since they are so vulnerable, we really make sure that we encourage motorists, first of all, to stay alert. Put your phone down, pay attention when you're driving and look out for pedestrians and bicyclists. Bicyclists are not coming approaching as fast as their vehicles might be. So it might be harder to see them. But it's really important to watch for them, move over, give them plenty of space. Um, the law in Florida is three feet. But if you can move over farther to make sure that you keep them safe, um, you know, that's somebody's brother, mother, father, you know, sister, we want to make sure that that we keep our community and our family members safe. Um, so we really we do a lot of education about that. And we even educate commercial drivers about how much harder it is for them to see around those larger trucks and vehicles and to make sure that when they're making, you know, those turns that they're really looking for pedestrians and bicyclists. On our four driving skills for life hands on programs, we uh, do what's called a safe, smart mobility uh, module. And part of that is what we call share the road. And it speaks to many of the points that you just brought up, Trenda. Melissa, uh, what's your feeling on that? How do we teach folks, cyclists and motor vehicle drivers, how to share the road? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things that I love to do the best when we do our campaigns and we're out there, you know, with the bicyclist and the pedestrian and the motorist is we're sharing the roads with bicyclists. They're vulnerable road users. So we must make sure that we were always stopping on red and always stopping behind the white line prior to turning right on red. We're legal to do so. We are forever looking to the left to make sure there's not a motorist coming so that we can turn right on red where it's legal. But how many forget to look to see if the bicyclist is coming? Bicyclists are harder to see than larger vehicles. Always stay alert and we must always watch for them. We must be mindful and aware of bicycle presence so we do not become an unintentional violator and produce another road tragedy victim. So, uh, Trenda, we were speaking again, you know, in the green room, and it sounds like we both have a real passion for, for cycling. I'm an avid cyclist, and I know when it's busy out in my area with cyclists, but I've got a question for you. What time of day is it most likely for a cyclist to be involved uh, in, a, in a traffic uh, collision? And what are we doing to try to prevent those statistics? So I'm so glad that you brought that up. In Florida, we're seeing the majority of our pedestrian and bicycle serious and fatal injury crashes occur during dark or dusk hours. And so it's really important that we, first of all, remind people who are walking and biking, especially those cyclists, that it is the law that they use a light and reflectors on their bike. So a front light, a tail light, and a reflector is required. But a lot of times that's not enough because it's still, like I said earlier, it's harder to see a bicyclist approaching than it is to see a vehicle approaching. And so then we go out and remind drivers that it's really hard to see cyclists at night. So they have to make sure they stay extra alert and they're scanning the roadway and making sure that they're looking um, for the cyclist. We also encourage cyclists to wear light colors, reflective clothing if they can, or anything that will help make them be more visible um, when they're cycling at night. But most importantly, it's really all about everybody discovering their own role for keeping each other safe on the road, on the road and understanding what that role is. Trenda, it's so interesting that you end with that because I got to tell you, when I'm driving my car 
And when I'm on my bike, I, I hate to admit this, but my mindset is very different on in both of those platforms. When I'm on my bike, I could probably be a, a lot safer than I am now. I uh, uh, I probably uh, should be stopping, you know, just as though I were driving my car. So uh, I know for sure that part of that share the road idea involves taking that personal responsibility and making sure, hey, yes, I'm on a bike. Yes, I'm I'm trying to make sure that my average speed is good <laughs> on my fitness app, but I have to be safe as well. Here's a question for both of you. What are some contributing factors to uh, pedestrian uh, cycling crashes that are involved with traffic? Melissa, can we start with you? Absolutely. Well, we know speed. Speed is that big, that that big thing that's out there all over the place. Um, and so it's bad enough if you collide with a vehicle with another vehicle, you don't have much of a chance. Um, but when you collide with a bicyclist, the bicyclist has no chance. So speed is a factor in approximately 30% of traffic crashes slow down especially in places where people are walking and biking. We must take care of one another. And Trenda already said that too, and I cannot stress that enough. We have to take care of one another out there on our roadways. Drivers getting fined or being involved in a crash can wreck your day. Worse yet, the unimaginable can happen. You can take a life and nobody truly wants to do this. Simply leave a few minutes earlier to avoid feeling rushed. Remember, as Trenda stated, in Florida, bicyclists are legally are legal vehicles and they share the travel lanes. So slow down and watch out for them. Trenda, can you add on to that, please? Yes, absolutely. So I 100% agree with Melissa about speed being a huge factor and bicyclists are more vulnerable. But another thing to think about is whether you are walking, uh, biking or driving, it's never safe to add drugs or alcohol to the mix. So depending on the level of impairment, a person may not have the perceptual, cognitive or physical skills that are required to navigate their, their route safely. And so it's really important that we mind everyone, what, no matter what mode of transportation they use to take a stand and be personally responsible for having a plan of how they're going to get home before they take a drink, before they arrive at that party or before they take part in those types of activities. Um, you know, if you're too impaired to drive, don't drive. Call a friend, call for a ride, get assistance. But remember that you can be too impaired to bike also. Um, call a sober friend, same thing. Use a ride share service, get a ride. Um, because again, it can happen on both sides and we have to have those cognitive and perceptual skills to be able to drive safely or cycle safely. Um, so in addition to speeding, I think impairment is another huge factor. Um, and it's something we all we all face every day, those options, those opportunities to take that drink. Um, but I just encourage everybody to, before you make that decision, think about how you're getting home when you when you finish. So March is also Brain Injury Awareness Month. And my understanding is that Florida law only requires cyclists 16 and younger to wear a helmet. How does this affect the data coming out on cycling crash injuries. Uh, Trenda, can you can you speak to that? 
Sure. So actually it's under 16. So even 16 year olds in Florida are not required to wear a bicycle helmet. However, in Florida, about 40% of our cyclist fatalities are related to traumatic brain injury. So no matter what your age is, it's always safer to wear a properly fitted helmet every time you ride. And the reason I say properly fitted is because wearing a helmet is great. But if you don't have it fitted properly, if it's not close to your eyebrows, if it's not on level and on securely, there's a chance that that helmet won't protect you. Um, and, you know, those 40 percent of, of fatalities are completely preventable. Something as simple as a helmet that you can buy for less than 15 dollars. And if you can't afford a helmet, we have a resource center that will provide a helmet to you um, through our helmet distribution program. So there's no reason for anyone not to wear a bicycle helmet every time they get on their bicycle. Trenda, let's continue uh, to this next question. Um, what's the single most important thing uh, that you would tell people about bicycle safety? You know, bicycle safety in general is a huge question because everybody plays a role, you know, whether you're driving or whether you're biking. I think the single most important thing that I can say is we all have that expectation and the right to arrive at our destination safely, no matter what mode of transportation we use. And it's so important that we take that seriously, that we understand our responsibility to keep each other safe before we ever get in the car or get on that bike um, to, to go wherever we're going. So I just, I just think the best thing we can remind people is that, um, you know, everybody has a right to get where they're going. Let's, let's help them get there safely. Let's, let's be the solution to these bicycle crashes and fatalities. Melissa, can you speak to that as well? What's the single most important thing that you want people to know about bicycle safety? Absolutely. I like to say be emboldened when the risk is the greatest. Advocate for you. Do your ABC check. Make sure your bike is in good working order. Wear bright uh, colored clothing like Trenda was talking about earlier. Be seen, be alert, be aware of your surrounding. Know the rules of the road. Like Mike, you said, you know, sometimes you're checking your app, but you know you should be a little bit of a safer bicyclist. We want everybody to protect yourself, right? Because nobody's looking out for you but you. So be in charge and mindful of your own safety. Like single most is the most hard. That was a little bit of a, a mouthful because there's so many different things that we can do to be safe. Um, but also for more great resources, I hope that everybody will uh, visit alerttodayflorida.com and also like and follow us on Facebook um, because there are so many great tips, great PSAs um, that Trenda and her team has really put together to help the bicyclists, the pedestrian and the motorists to be safe. Um, so that we can all protect each other and save, save lives out there on our roadways. Trenda, Melissa, really enjoyed this. Uh, as a cyclist, I'm, I'm going to start doing my part just that little bit more to make sure that I'm safer. I guess if I'm a mile an hour slower on my fitness app, it's no big deal. I just won't post it to social media. So uh, <laughs> thanks so much for taking the time. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. So that was a terrific segment on bicycle safety. And really, folks, I'm not joking. When I'm on my bike, unfortunately, I'm looking to get that, that best number out. And I do realize that I'm putting myself at risk. So I, I'm going to go ahead and take 
uh, a safety note from this interview and make sure that I follow the rules of the road just like I should and just like everybody should. All of this information on the Daily Drive is part of the greater educational umbrella of the Ford Driving Skills for Life program, which offers everything from hands-on driving programs to the Daily Drive to our Academy, which is a series of videos and educational materials for educators, parents, and students. Students that are learning how to drive just that little bit better. If you want more information, you can go to our website at drivingskillsforlife.com. It's important that people realize that none of this would be available if it weren't for Ford's philanthropic arm, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and they provide all of this education free of charge. This is Mike Speck for The Daily Drive signing off. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you back here the next time.